Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Branded vitamins and supplements. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Well, good afternoon, Randy Rainwater. Another day in the 70s. Pretty amazing for February. But the baseball team's not playing until Friday, and they're playing in Arlington. That's okay. But, boy, what a good night last night for basketball, huh? Here's one thing we do know. When Arkansas plays Texas A&M, the officials will be ready to blow their whistle. That was the second game that they played against each other, and in both games, there were 73 free throws. Now, what are the odds of that? 73 free throws in the game in Fayetteville, 73 free throws last night. And in each instance, Arkansas made more free throws, even though last night A&M took more. But how is that? 73 free throws per game. I don't know, Rick, if it was just me. And I know the numbers that you're referencing. Free throws, the number total number of free throws that were attempted. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't seem that way as badly as it did to me the game back in Fayetteville. And maybe it was a lot of the fouls, or at least a lot of the whistles, seemed to have come in the last five minutes of the game. And maybe... Well, sure. Maybe that that made a difference. And I realized there were still fouls that were going on at the end of the first game in Fayetteville, but it just seemed extreme in Fayetteville. It seemed like they could the players could not even take a step without a whistle being blown. I'd say it was pretty extreme last night. Uh, Devo Davis had two in the first two minutes of the game. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like everybody was in not everybody was in foul trouble but there were guys with four Texas A&M their best player fouled out uh, after Arkansas snuffed him you know last time they played I thought that guy's the best player in the league last well, night Taylor. Arkansas, talking about yeah, Taylor. Arkansas, yeah Arkansas just really did a great job on him so uh, I tell you the guy that's emerging I know it's no matter where Arkansas finishes in the standings which isn't going to be very high Makai Mitchell may not get much recognition but is there a center playing better than he is no. right now no I don't think so I do not think so. And we talked about that the other day when we were going, maybe it was with Pat Bradley, I can't remember, but we were going down the centers. And who all was, was Broom being one of them, and there are others. Um, the, a young man who didn't play, didn't have a big game the other day for um, Mississippi State. He's been solid all season long, but wasn't the other night. So uh, that is... You're right. Right now, maybe who's playing the best in the conference is um, uh, Makai Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, playing really well. So that's, you know, I said last night, I didn't think Arkansas could finish over 500. That That's the danger of doing what I never try to do in football, and that's looking ahead and seeing who the schedule is. <laughs> now that chance does exist. And it's amazing what one win will do for you. And really, when you think about the Mississippi State game, I know Arkansas flubbed away the last 23 seconds, but had they not had uh, Mark and Battles on the bench fouled out of the game, I think they'd have won that game. So who knows what lies ahead. All we know is it's Missouri on Saturday, and it's a horrible thing to suggest that Arkansas should win the game (laughs) because there haven't been many games like that lately. So anyway, so hey, is Sidney Moncrief with you today? 
I expected Sid, but I'm not okay. seeing Sidney. Okay. So, well, I just I didn't want to I didn't want to ignore Sidney. No, uh, I, I would have already introduced him by now. Okay. But, uh, All right. I did expect Sidney today, but we've done that to Quinn Grovey once, and I don't know if we I think we did it to Matt Zimmerman once. So I, I sure didn't <laughs> didn't want to didn't want to ignore somebody. Well, it'd be hard to ignore Super Sid. Yeah. But, no. Uh, no. Uh, there were some other, I guess you could say, interesting numbers that came out of last night's game that really, if if you take those numbers, they normally translate to W's for the opponent or for that, that particular team, as an example. Offensive rebounds. Arkansas gave up 20. Yeah. 20 offensive rebounds. But, Rick, here is the amazing number. Now, you go back to the beginning of the second half. At one stage, uh, A&M is 1 of 16. 1 of oh, yeah. 16 from the yeah. floor. Hit their first shot in the second half and missed the next 15. And if 10 you, minutes. They went 10 minutes yeah. without a field goal. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Arkansas and they're still in the game. Had, yeah, they should have. Arkansas should have been in by 20 yeah. instead. And they're still so in the close. game. Yeah. But then you go to the other metric, which typically is hand-in-hand with offensive rebounds, second-chance points. Arkansas outscores A&M yeah. in second-chance points 19-7. to well, 19-7. to That tells you... In spite of getting the offensive rebound, they're not scoring off of that offensive board. Well, that that's the thing is A and M scored a lot of points off the offensive boards in the game at Fayetteville. Yes, but not last night. And part of that is just, they're just flailing away, and it's they miss this one and they miss that one. There was one time they got four shots and missed every one of them was blocked, yes. and then the other three they missed. And Arkansas finally got the rebound. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, I, for the benefit. For those that may not have had a chance to either see the box score in today's paper or otherwise, Makai Mitchell, Rick was talking about maybe the best right now in the SEC at the post position. Uh, Makai played 32 minutes and 56 seconds. He was 6 of 9 from the floor. Here's the other aspect, Rick where his game has improved so dramatically from the free throw line. 10 of 12, 13 rebounds, total rebounds, 13 total rebounds, five of those on the offensive end, several of those were either tip-ins or putbacks, and he blocked four shots, four shots. And I'm not sure if he will ever have another game as complete is that one. But what you like, at least he did it when it counted the most. And that was a, a important road game. The other number that, that kind of jumped out at me is Battle. He played 35 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah. Rick, if he's even halfway on his game, and I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about shooting the ball. He just scored 30 points. Yeah. He was 3 of 15 from yeah. the floor. Yeah. 0 of 3 beyond the 10-point line. He did go 9 of 10 from the Thank free throw stripe, yeah. Thank he had four rebounds, two assists, one turnover, two steals. Finished with 15 points, but again, majority of those points came at the free throw line. He did have a really nice acrobatic type of shot. Uh, it's one thing to hear Chuck call it on the air, on the radio. It's another thing to actually see it once it happened. And... I mean that's that's kind of a a throw that's a that's a wing and a prayer. He kind of throws it up and it's nothing but bottom. He's fouled in the process and completes the three point play. But that's that's one of his made baskets combined with another made basket uh, to make up his three baskets, uh, three field goal successes against fifteen attempts. So if he's even halfway on his game, and then the other number that kind of throws you off. Is L. Ellis, 26 minutes and 7 seconds. He only attempts three shots. Doesn't make one. Mm-hmm. Attempts one three-pointer. Obviously doesn't make that. He's one of two from the free throw line. Scores one point. One assist, one turnover. 
So well, that's at least he only had one turnover, so uh, that's okay. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm going to guess he probably was in on the defensive uh, effort against Taylor. And so, you know, if, if you're slow, if you're snuffing the other guy, even if you don't score, it's okay. Eight total players, and it makes me wonder. Once Menefield gets over his groin injury. And then if Jalen Graham can make it back from that shoulder situation, we don't know the extent of the injury. I didn't realize until last night that Traymond Mark has been playing with the shoulder yeah, issue, his right shoulder. Wow. Well, he's one they can't afford to lose, but it seems like every time another player doesn't play, they play better. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've never seen anything like that. Never. Last Saturday was one of the best games they played, and they didn't win. Last night, one of the best games they played, and they won. And you don't want anybody else to get hurt, but gee, many. Do you think it could be argued, Rick, or debated? Maybe argued is the right word. But debated that these players feel like they don't have to look over their shoulder? Maybe. That if they make a mistake, that well, nobody else can come get me. I mean, I, okay, Devo's... He's on the sidelines and foul problems. He picked up his third foul just minutes into the second half. Yeah. We never saw the rest of him for, for the rest of the game. But um, eight-man rotation. So if I make a mistake, I'll probably get a chance to play through it. Hopefully I don't make multiple mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, uh, I thought the effort last night by Layden Blocker, oh. as oh, an example. Yeah. Played hard. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Especially defensively, because Wade Taylor... Eight Arkansas up for 41 points. Yep. And last night he had a total of 11. And that resulted in three of 12 shooting. And if you remember, he had so many three-pointers down the stretch, I got dizzy (laughs) in Fayetteville. I mean, he kept hitting three after three after – it didn't matter. They came players. yeah. Yeah, were in his face or not. He kept knocking them down. But um, Taylor played 37 minutes and 32 seconds last night. And he shot 3 of 12 overall from the field. 0 of 4 beyond the three-point line. Finished with 11 points. I don't know if that's a season low or not, but that arguably was one of the, the better defensive efforts on a key player. We yeah. saw what happened to Connect from um, um, Tennessee. Oh, my goodness. He ate Arkansas up. And he is the leading scorer, at least in conference play. And I'm guessing Taylor would be in the top three, maybe, in the league, uh, just SEC play only. And Arkansas did a great job on him last night. And same thing with uh, Radford. Radford, in the two games against Arkansas, has struggled. So, good effort last night defensively against uh, those two type players. And Henry Coleman. My man, I didn't realize he was a transfer from Duke until last night. Henry Coleman, in 22 minutes and 48 seconds of play, that was my key player last night. Needed to do a respectable job on him. 22 minutes and 48 seconds of play, 3 of 7 from the floor, 6 of 12 from the free throw line. They held him to 6 rebounds, total of 12 points and 6 boards. And then the other, this guy is a, he actually, I don't know if the NBA has any more roles like Rodman had. Anderson Garcia. He gets bored, doesn't he? 15 rebounds last yeah. night. Yeah. Scored only eight points, but 15 rebounds and seven of those on the offensive end. He is a rebounding machine. Yeah. Well, you think about all those free throws and how Arkansas really probably won the game at the line. They had three more field goals, too, but uh, three more free throws. You go back and look at Coleman. He goes six out of 12. There's a guy that certainly hurt them at the foul line. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's, sometimes you foul a guy and you don't feel bad about it. I know a lot of times Matt Zimmerman will say, great foul, good foul. This guy can't make free throws. Then he goes line and hits them both. Some, well, sometimes, but last night. Most of the time uh, he does. I'm like, Matt, don't Coleman, say anything. Well, I'm not sure that anything that anybody says on the radio has anything to do with what happened. But we do believe that... uh, No, you believe that. Okay. 
We do believe it can happen. No, you believe I that. I do believe it can There's happen. There's only two of us on the air right now, and you're the only one of the two that believes that. <laughs> Let's talk with David. David, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, I got a comment about last night's game and uh, about the baseball game. Okay. Hey, uh, last night, man, I, to me, I sat there and looked at Le- Leighton Barker, man. He was like an Energizer bunny, just running everywhere. He was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he gets into places he gets, but but that was that was amazing. I mean, I don't know if it's because he's playing more minutes or 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 what, but uh, that that is crazy. And uh, I like to hear Rick's uh, comment on uh uh. If he thinks that Hagen Smith is, is going to be a good Friday night starter for us. Yes, right, definitely. Yeah, definitely Hagen Smith will be tough on Friday night. You know, for whatever reason, didn't pitch that well Friday uh, in Fayetteville this past Friday. He gets to start against Oregon State. You know he'll be primed for that. So, yeah. Uh, now, let's just say this. Just because a guy's a projected first-round draft pick doesn't mean he's going to have a fabulous year. But I think he will have a fabulous year. 8-2 and two last year. ERA was, what, about three and a half? I think it'll be a little better than that this time, although he starts off not so good when you give up three runs in one inning. But, um, yeah, he's going to be just fine. He throws anywhere from 94 to 99. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when you have temperatures that he's going to uh, pitch under and all the others will be under the same conditions in a controlled atmosphere as it is inside the new Globe Life Stadium there in Arlington. I think it'll be okay. Now, yeah. whether or not he goes five innings, six innings, whatever it may be, uh, that's hard to say. I'm sure he'll still be on a pitch count as all the starters will be pretty much on a pitch count. But um, I think he averages about one and maybe one and a half strikeouts per inning when he's uh, in the game more than just as it was the first inning. But he struck out two of the three uh, faced the other night, even though he get, he did give up the uh, three runs and and um, close to 65 pitches in just a limited that one inning. But I think I'll be fine. I'm with you on that one. I think I'll be fine. And speaking about Blocker, Blocker brought energy. But I thought the team had energy. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting, Rick. When you hear from the head coach after a game, and he said it not only was a good shoot around, it was a great <laughs> shoot around. Yeah. Now, what is the difference between good and great in a shoot around? Does I mean nobody missed any shots? <laughs> they were from half court knocking them down. Oh, I don't think he said great. I think he said phenomenal. Or whatever. <laughs> great or phenomenal, either one. Wow. Goodness. Uh, no, I, I, know. I, I was just I wondering. what that means. Yeah. I was just I wondering. Maybe he feels like they understood the defensive game plan because uh, they executed it very well. Maybe they made all their free throws, which led to a great free throw shooting night. I, I, I don't know what constitutes a phenomenal shoot-around. <laughs> I used to go to all the shoot-arounds when I was working there, and then when I was back on the radio network for several years after that. And I can't ever say, you, you left there sometimes feeling like, hey, you know, the team's really ready, or they're loose, and that's good. But I don't know if I ever left a shoot-around saying, that was that was one of the greatest shoot-arounds I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Is that, this from uh, D.C. says, is that a triple single? I guess that means all single numbers. I, I'm not sure DC, if you'd like to elaborate, a triple single, yeah, four eight points, got nine rebounds and two assists. A triple, triple single. single, yeah. I think there are probably a lot of triple singles. There are some quadruple singles <laughs> that happen almost every night. I, I don't know that you get honored for that, but <laughs> uh, let's see this from um, 
our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line from the 501. Uh, Blocker did a great job shutting down Taylor. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, this also from the 501 says, Mitchell looks like he's having fun playing, and I think he is the leader of the team. I'm still not sure there is <laughs> there's still a true leader on this team. I think Mark leads certainly by example, but I'm not sure there is a vocal leader that I can see out there on the no. floor. But when you make plays like Mitchell's play, making right now, that's that's where leadership emerges. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, when uh, when I've talked before, when Sidney was on the program last week, but even talking about Moncrief, he, he wasn't a guy that said, okay, guys, let's do no, this, he let's wasn't. do that. He just made extraordinary plays that showed what you can do when you maximize your ability. And that's always an interesting thought because most athletes rarely maximize their ability. Even if they get close, it, they are not playing to the absolute positive maximum that they can. And so when somebody else goes out there and does it, like Moncrief did, or like there are several other athletes that have done that, it's an example for you, and that's probably the best leadership you can have. Now, I know you can circle the wagons and have some guy in the middle jumping up and down and saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. that. It doesn't always happen. But when you stretch yourself beyond what you even think you can do, that's leadership. Uh, I was listening to <clears throat> pardon me, Out of Bounds a few moments ago, and uh, this was a subject i guess it was based off of either a live pin feedback or buzz text line and that was the first two games we used to call them play-in games to the actual tournament this is the sec basketball tournament which is to be held in nashville but what arkansas would have to do well, when we get back, we'll take you on that journey. Yeah. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's the Hot Springs Boat Tackle and RV Show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Nearly 200 boats and RVs on display at discounted show prices. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what our Kansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all our Kansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Dave here. He's been playing dominoes for over 45 years. With a flick of a forefinger, he can make a row of dominoes pop popcorn. Send an email. And run the pool table. Well played, Dave. We're a lot like Dave playing dominoes, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. There are trucks, and then there is the truck. PMC's tough and rugged Sierra Denali heavy-duty pickup. And just for playing this week at Saracen Casino Resort, you could win one from Smart GMC. Winning is as easy as simply playing your favorite Saracen games. Play for your chance to be driving home a GMC Denali HD this Saturday. 
It's not just any truck, and Saracen Casino is not just any casino. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. It's the Hot Springs Boat Tackle and RV Show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Over 100,000 square feet of boats and RVs on display and at discount show prices. A great selection of discount fishing tackle. Win a new 2024 Havoc VJ Duck Boat, courtesy of the Hot Springs Sentinel Record and Gregor Marine. Unlimited free parking. Adults $10, kids 12 and under free. Don't miss the best boat and RV prices of the year at the Hot Springs Boat Tackle and RV Show. This weekend only at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Spend an evening with James Taylor and his all-star band. The American Icon is back on tour Friday, June 14th, Simmons Bank Arena. The multiple Grammy Award winning James Taylor and a night full of his biggest hits. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. Spend the night with a friend. James Taylor. Produced by Outback Presents. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. All right, Rick, this is absolutely not by what it could be, only because of ties, and there are games to be played tonight, which is obviously could potentially change this. But all I did was just go right down the line. Uh, if let's say use an example, Auburn and South Carolina are both nine and four in conference play uh, as we enter tonight's play. But I just went ahead and put Auburn three, South Carolina four. I can't remember who who has maybe the season edge there, and it may not. They may still have another matchup, so that could change. But anyway, just to make matters simple, I just went one through fourteen, and. Uh, 12 plays, 13. Right now, that would be Arkansas taking on Vanderbilt. 11 plays, 14. These games will be played Wednesday, March the 13th in Nashville, Georgia, Missouri. All right. Now, I think this was a mistake. Hopefully, if it ended up being this way, that they wouldn't have already had number 13 advancing between 12 and 13 because that means Vanderbilt. Uh, advances. So I went ahead with the higher seed, 12, advancing to take on number five, Florida. If Arkansas wins there, that means they would take on South Carolina. And then the winner of South Carolina, Arkansas or Florida, but in this case we're going to say Arkansas for the benefit of, of uh, our local base, Arkansas would then face, if they beat South Carolina, which we're going to say they will. Yeah, right. Positive. <laughs> then they would get the, Arkansas would then get the winner between Alabama, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. And that would be a Saturday game at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time or noon Arkansas time. So that's, that's the road right well, now that Arkansas would have to travel. Vandy, okay. Florida, South yeah. Carolina, then probably Alabama. You know, you're lucky if you're playing the first day, you're lucky to win two. Yeah. Obviously, if you win one, you play the next day. The question is not that. The question is how do they get out of that? Now that they've won a game, let's say they beat Missouri and Vanderbilt, uh, and, and suddenly they're, you know, they've got more wins. Can, can they get, is there a road figure? Let's say they win their three home games, lose the two home road games. Are three more wins, which would make them seven? And eleven last year they were eight and ten. Can you believe this team could end up being a, a, a game worse than that? Or uh, what if by some miracle they win one of those road games? I don't think they win at Alabama, but hey, Kentucky's been vulnerable at home mm-hmm. this year. So, but anyway, is seven conference wins enough to get you out of that bottom four? That's the question. And if it is, that's that's what to shoot for is to get out of playing on Wednesday. 
Well, LSU right now stands at tenth all by themselves. Tonight they take they on have? they take on Kentucky tonight. L- and, uh, Kentucky's at LSU. And how many wins does LSU have? LSU has five. Okay. Arkansas, well, Arkansas has, has got four. four. Now, I don't know what the tiebreaker would be if they both ended up with the same number, but let's just say, again, can it, can LSU win two more games? I don't know what the rest of their schedule. But if Arkansas won three, then they move ahead of LSU. So that, that says right there what needs to happen is Arkansas needs to win these next two at home, Missouri and Vanderbilt, and then when LSU comes, they need to beat them. And they have, that is, LSU has Mississippi State at home on Saturday. LSU hosting Mississippi State. Next week, Georgia at LSU. Then, let's see, LSU is at Vanderbilt. So they've got a favorable, semi-favorable schedule. They do. Going forward. Let's talk with Johnny. Johnny, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, guys. A couple of things I wanted to uh, ask y'all about. One, y'all talk about Musselman and the analytics. I wonder how much he uses plus minus. A lot. I, that's probably the best stat I see from hockey is if a player has comes on the court and they the team does better, increases their lead, or do they decrease the lead? And that could be independent of that. He uses plus minus a lot. He talks about it a lot in his post game comments. Well, and that may explain why some people who could be who would you would think would be playing more aren't playing this much. In fact, I want to say, Johnny, the other night. He did a, this was an early first half interview, and he actually had that a lot of times they will give those coaches, even at the 16 or 12, whatever break it was, it had to be the 16 or 12 break when they interviewed him, and he 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 referenced that plus minus, and I can't remember if it was towards a particular person or a particular player or not, but... He uses the plus-minus a lot. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, with his wife being friends with Billy Dean's wife, I even watched Moneyball on BYU TV a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I've watched that. But another thing, too, is I was concerned, too, guys, with the fact he's got quite a few bubble teams. And I'm really glad that the Hawks are playing towards improving their seating and getting out the first day. Because there could be some pressure about maybe the potential of taking one for the lead. The Hogs wouldn't do it, but you may see it on some of the foul calls and stuff. And that was one thing I was glad last night, seeing the free throw differential. The Hogs made more, but they had only five fewer attempts at College Station than the Ag. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't think officials or teams ever go into games thinking about take one for the league to get a team in the NCAA. I'm not sure. I guess A&M had a case because they had beaten Tennessee and Kentucky and somebody else at home, but um, they don't have much of a case now. And I, I don't know that any. And when you looked at when they'd show the nine teams that they expect to get the SEC expects to get in the NCAA, I'm not sure that A&M's one of them. So I, I don't know that that was a I don't know that anybody could ever suggest that officials would do something to take one for the league to get another team in, ever. Not necessarily in the SEC, though I've wondered a lot about football. But, yeah, I guess one thing for me, if you're doing bad, and this has been a down year where something like that may come into play. Yeah, Texas A&M, I'm sure their fans are disappointed, because I'm sure they were expecting more from when they paid the money to get Buzz Williams in terms of what they expected from the team on the court. That was, I'm not, they did not show much of last night's crowd at all, but listening to Chuck and Coach Z talk about the crowd, apparently that was maybe 50%, 60% 
of capacity last night, and it certainly was not a enthusiastic crowd. But then Arkansas did a pretty good job of keeping them out of the, out of the game. Yeah, definitely keeping the crowd out of the game. Yep. Well, guys, I, I know y'all got other. Oh, I was going to say I know y'all got other callers. Well, thank you, Johnny. Yeah, it 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 was one of those crowds where maybe they kept waiting to be entertained. <laughs> they never got entertained much last night from the uh, from the home team, but uh, we certainly worked to Arkansas's advantage because normally, Rick, that's a pretty rabid Local. crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are. But it's it's hard to be rabid when you're. Shooting free throws after free throws after free throws. Yeah, you know, it just that it stops the play. I think that's okay. The game last night took two hours and thirty-eight minutes, which again I think is identical to the game time in Fayetteville. Now, how odd is that? Mm-hmm. Seventy-three free throws in both games, two hours and thirty-eight minutes for both games. When do you ever see that? I guess that means there's there's pretty much a standard when Arkansas plays A and M. You're going to foul, you're going to shoot free throws, and the game's going to last two hours and 38 minutes. And Doug Childs was not part of the crew, so you can't blame him. No. Don Daly, Stephen Anderson, Todd Austin were the three officials last night, which, as you mentioned, Rick, good gracious, Arkansas, 28 of 34 from the free throw line. 28 of 34, 25 of 39 was Texas A&M. How can you play a game? It was interesting. There was a BYU... Baylor was coming up next. Baylor, you know, their yeah. Their fans were steamed. Yeah. Because usually it says, you can see this game on ESPN News or something else. There wasn't that. It was just the ESPN app. So their fans had to wait and wait, and it was probably, you know, 8.45 before they switched to that. Of course, it had to be a good 45 minutes. Cause yeah. Because I kept thinking, man... I'm glad yeah. this is not an Arkansas game we're waiting on. <laughs> yeah. ESPN can hold your tip for five minutes. So let's say you're scheduled to tip at 8.05. Uh, the pre the game before you is going long. They can hold it to 8.10. Whatever the scheduled tip-off time is, they can bump it five minutes. After that, you got to start. And so that's what happened to Baylor and BYU. Mm. It... Uh, it Ended mercifully. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, let's talk with uh, Rick. Rick, good afternoon. Hey, my question is, y'all were talking about the uh, uh, the attendance last night at the A&M game, and uh, I want to know, uh, even though we have a marginal, uh, you know, win season this year, how are we ranking with attendance against everybody else in the SEC? Well, do y'all say, have any idea yeah, on that? Going to be second to Kentucky. I'm, I'm pulling for the Hogs. I'm pulling for the Hogs. Hmm. Okay, yeah, going to be second to Kentucky. I think I, I'm not sure Tennessee, even though they've got a larger arena. I'm not sure they sell out all their games. But Arkansas lists. Thank y'all. Arkansas Thank you, Rick. nineteen thousand two hundred every game because they've sold the tickets are sold, and so. The attendance and the NCAA tells you to do that. Is is your attendance is on ticket souls? Uh, I think in football. Why? Wonder why. I don't know, but, but because that that doesn't mean there's all. How do you get a true reflection of how many is there from well, night in night out? You don't. They do have a turnstile count, but uh, in basketball, Arkansas never announces it. So I think in football. I think they do. No, they they do tickets do, sold. Do they? Okay, same thing, tickets sold. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's what it is. So Arkansas's attendance, as long as they have an arena the size that they have, and as long as they sell all the tickets, they're going to be in the top five every year in attendance. Because we have sat there among the media. Oh, yeah, football, seeing the upper deck almost bare on the east side. And you're thinking, there can't be 55,000 here. There can't yeah. be 48,000 here. Oh, 71,623. <laughs> yeah. Where? Are they still out there buying their cold drinks? <laughs> Are they all in the bathrooms? All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Right now at Fort Thompson, Smith & Wesson Shield, 2.09 millimeter, 269.90. Beretta APXA1, 9 millimeter, 199.90 after $50 mail-in rebate. CCI 9 millimeter brass, 50 count box, 12.99 at Fort Thompson and Sherwood. You asked for it, you've got it. 0% is back. That's right. Get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2024 Ram 1500 Bighorn. Also, all 2500 and 3500s, we have over 10% off. That's on 2024 models. This is the deal you've been waiting for. Get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2024 Ram 1500 Bighorn. You asked for it, you've got it. 0% is back. So come see us today at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep and get that new Ram you've been dreaming about. And also, it's Dodge Horsepower Days. For every horsepower a Charger or Challenger has, you get over $10 off. So that's over three, four, dollars and $5,000 off on these models. Hurry fast. Supplies are not going to last. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Is your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at Oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined down by Neil Atkinson by way of Bet Saracen. Neil, i got to believe Arkansas is killing you right now. Past two games, they've been huge dogs. But both games, Arkansas, especially last night with a victory, certainly covered last night as they did against Mississippi State. And they had a very nice money lawn <laughs> last night also. So, uh, yeah, if you bet on Arkansas last night, you were a really, really happy person. So, uh, you know, and, the, and and you know what? It's always nice getting on the day after and, and talking about an Arkansas win. Yes, uh, that yes means my, sir. That means my players are happy. My boss may not be happy, but my players are happy. <laughs> so I got that going for me, so it's not all bad. <laughs> Well, now that we can turn our attention, I guess next up would be uh, Arkansas baseball then on Friday night. Yep, and don't forget softball tomorrow also. Ah, so, that's uh, right. You know, that for some reason, there's a lot of people interested in how well uh, Arkansas does in softball this year for those that took advantage of the uh, double diamond that we did uh, before the softball yes, season yes. started. 
paying 10000 to one. So people are a little bit more in tune to it this year for, for obvious reasons, but it's all in good fun. I mean, most of those bets were, were 5 and $10 little small bets. So um, a lot of that's in fun. And then, you know, then again, we got, you know, NBA and, uh, um, and uh, NHL. Don't forget that. And uh, we've even got a major league soccer special tonight. I can't believe I'm talking about soccer on drive time. We don't talk about it much, but, you know, you got that messy, uh, messy mania, and uh, we got a couple of specials with him and, and the game that they play in Miami tonight at Inter Miami. So, uh, you know, a little bit different this time of year uh, when football's over with, but we're all gearing up and uh, with baseball and softball, and then spring spring training starts this weekend too. So we'll have lines up on that too. So, looking forward to it. It's here. It is here. This is the crossover season. I'm looking NCAA softball, NBA specials, NHL specials. Obviously, one of Rick's favorites of all time is the dart specials, boxing specials, MLS specials. Find those where, Neil? At BetSaracen.com. Check out the App Store or the Google Play Store on your phone or go to BetSaracen.com. It's really, really easy to register. Less than five minutes, you can be depositing making a friendly wager on your favorite team or your favorite player. Oh, by the way, the softball special Neil was talking about, Illinois State is at Arkansas. Total runs uh, over 10.5 is the over-under. And then you check out the money line. Uh, Number 14, Arkansas, minus 2,000. Illinois State, uh, uh, plus 900. And then when you get to... Uh, number 14, Arkansas, minus 5.5 at 110, minus 110. And you have Illinois State at plus 5.5. I think I kind of like that um, minus 5.5 for Arkansas. Yep, and don't forget those are uh, – we're going to have some uh, uh, double headers coming up too. So don't forget that also. Uh, and, and, and pay attention to make sure you're betting the right game uh, when, you're, when you're picking them. So. Okay, I saved this one for you real quick before you go, Neil. And uh, this from our live-in feedback. David says, uh, RR Picks, can you parlay your player props? I wanted you to explain this because I certainly can't explain it. Yeah, see, the, the, the double R's are already parlays in and of themselves. So basically what you're asking us to do is parlay a parlay and, and, and with all the correlations and things like that, that's just not there. That's why we go ahead and pre-pack those parlays for you. So you don't have to hunt and pack and find those stats and, and put them together. And, and with NCAA, we don't have as many player props as we do, like for the NBA. So that's why we put those together. And those are already boosted parlay prices. So therefore, we do not let you parlay them. It's just it's just the math doesn't work on it. I think as close as we can get to a double parlay, so to speak, is we have introduced the last couple of weeks where you may have, like last night, I had Malik. Mitchell and uh, Chandler Lawson total rebounds like seven and a half and one and a half combined blocks. I mean, obviously Mitchell, he got all those numbers by himself plus more. So uh, that's that's about as close as I guess you can say, Neil. We'll get to a double parlay. Yeah, and, and we can be creative with it. Hey, and if you got any suggestions, DM us on tr- Twitter, and if we can make it happen and can price it. Uh, give a suggestion, uh, and, and uh, we'll pass it along to Randy. And if he can create it, I will price it, and uh, we'll offer it as a uh, as a special. All right, Neil. Thank you. That is Neil Atkinson by way of BetSaracen.com. Go get the app in the App Store at BetSaracen. Uh, let's see, Rick, as I look over. Wow, can't believe we're at least caught up for the moment. Um this question came from the 870 Scott I guess Scott uh, from our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line where was Devo last night he was there fouls fouls mm-hmm. didn't get to play much because of fouls and uh, once that combo started connecting in the second half when you may have thought he would return with three fouls Coach Musselman stuck with what was playing well uh, continuing on with that playing well theme, this from the 501 by way of our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. The team looked like a team playing on the same page for the first time in a few weeks. 
thought they played a lot on the same page down at uh, Starkville, Mississippi yeah. State. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, foul problems there. Just the wrong kind of foul problems for Arkansas. Exactly. And hey, they played on the same page against Duke. They played on the same page against What, what year was that? That, that was, that's been this. It's hard to believe, but that's still this season. Wow, really has. I'm I'm guessing that the national pundits, when they look at at all the games that have happened this year, probably look back at that game and think, "How in the world did that happen?" <laughs> I mean, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to you have to ask, "How did Arkansas?" Duke is probably Duke? asking themselves the same thing. I mean, they're they're in the top ten. Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. Um. They're probably going to check the roster to make sure there wasn't some substitute players playing that <laughs> night. Uh, this uh, headline, and I'm just, uh, I want your first initial reaction, Rick. I, I, I don't want you to think about it. Just react, okay? Okay. This I do is, that a lot. This is, do what now? Think. I do that a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I'm not really asking <laughs> you to do a lot. All right. <clears throat> this is a quote from Eli Gold. He says, Eli Gold, I am not retiring after the Crimson Tide Sports Radio Network chose not to renew his contract. After 35 years as the voice of the Crimson Tide, Eli Gold will not be returning to the Alabama broadcast booth in 2024. Oh, boy, I'm sad to hear that. He is such a good guy and, and such a familiar voice. You know, sometimes when Arkansas's game's over and I'm driving and you can listen on XM, you can hear Alabama playing, and um, golly, he, he's you just, you're just you so used to him being the voice. I remember having a conversation with him one time, say the guy before him, I can't remember his name, but he lasted 30 maybe 30 years. And Eli said it took a, probably about 10 years for the Alabama fan to accept him because the other guy had been there so long. So now here's Eli's been there 35 years, and uh, golly, whoever's next, it's not going to be an easy deal. Mm. Um, and I listened a little, I can't remember why, if it was in my car or something when Alabama was playing Michigan, because maybe it was in the pregame, I heard Eli, and I thought, well, I'm really glad he's doing the game. Because this past year, he didn't do the road games. He did the home games. And then they may have they played at Auburn. He did that game. but um, And he did the SEC championship game. And he did their game against Michigan. And I was really glad they sent him out there to do the Michigan game. And just really, you hate to see that. Really do, but it does tell you that nobody's in a position forever, and yet Eli is in his probably mid 60s, I think. And then I think of the amazing life of Vin Scully, who was still the Dodger play by play guy. He retired at 88. 88. And he was just as good at 88 as he was at 48. His age is not in this story. Uh, Chris Stewart, who is the voice of Alabama's men basketball, will succeed gold. And he did the games where Eli wasn't there. Correct. All right, coming up next, Trade Media of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai and Genesis. About the Casasa free checking account at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Earn up to 6% on your checking account for doing the things you already do, like using your debit card and have direct deposit. Plus, you can use any ATM anywhere and have your ATM fees waived. So apply today for your Casasa.